listening to a podcast on the Black Fur Network. Crimes like these with me yesterday. Me, Paul. And me, Sam. Episode 21 Mark David Chapman. On the evening of the 8th of December 1980, John Lennon left his apartment to go to a recording studio, unaware that Mark David Chapman was laying in wait. Chapman fires five shots from his 38 revolver, and Lennon drops to the ground. And now we'll discuss crimes like these. So, yeah, so the uh, um, Lennon, Lennon murderer, um, Mark David Chapman. Um, he was born on the 10th of May, 1955, uh, to David and Diane Chapman in Fort Worth, Texas, America. He's been in lots of different places. Half of them I can't actually pronounce, so I'm kind of glad I've got that <laughs> one down. Okay, I can help you with that because um, I always struggle with it because I, I pronounce it as as I read it, and yeah. it's not pronounced like that. It's not Arkansas. It's Arkansas. That's right. Yeah, yeah see, Arkansas. I wouldn't, yeah, I'd be reading, like, reading it as Arkansas, <laughs> and then I'd be like, afterwards, like, you Muppet. But, yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he grew up in Georgia. Um, he had a sister who was seven years younger, um, and Chapman said that his father was very unloving towards, like, him and his sister and was very abusive towards... Um, yeah. their mother as well shame i mean he was uh, was a sergeant in the air force was he yeah. yeah and she was an his mum was a nurse yeah yep yeah so and then i'm probably gonna like cover off some stuff you probably want to go a bit more into but at a young <laughs> age um chapman would uh envision himself having some sort of like god High power over little people who lived in the walls of his bedroom. So already start sort of showing those um his, his mental illness side, I guess. Yeah. Which um, is encouraged. I mean, have yeah, and haven't we all had you know fantasies about small people living in the walls yeah. that you, that, you, that you want to control? <laughs> that you I mean, not, yeah, not that you're tyrant of. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, he used to. Um, I did hear in one interview. Um. I think it was some a, a psychologist who was doing some sort of analysis that he used to rock back and forth yeah, in his yeah. crib until he was sign of autism. Yeah, yes, uh, until he yeah. was about 12 years old as well. Yeah. Which is super late to be doing that. Massively, yeah. But mm. um yeah, so just want to get that out of the way right now while you're on the uh rocking back and forth thing. Yeah, they, mm. he, I think they sort of not officially but sort of most because I watched a few psychiatrists talking about him on youtube yeah i and did as well seems the general consensus was that they all think he was probably autistic like yeah shows yeah autistic uh traits like being mm. overly upset about small changes and yeah uh the rocking backwards and forwards thing and the obsessive um, yeah but i fall under two of those categories <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not autistic so <laughs> But you also hate John Lennon, so yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just outed you, outed you very again. early on there. <laughs> Similarities here. I'm getting very concerned. Yeah, not not physical attributes. Just just you know, just personality apparently. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I did read. Um, I did read that. Uh, he had an IQ test at the age of nine. And scored very high, so he yeah. was scored at one twenty one, yeah, which okay. is very high. Yeah, but actually, it depends on where you read IQ testing. True, because they vary so wildly from what is they genius do. and what is not. They yeah. do, yeah. 
And isn't the whole thing? I've I've never done an IQ test with it, but aren't half the things on an IQ test on an IQ test like very much outside the box thinking though? Which yeah, they're like um, they're almost like riddles. Yeah, and the questions like riddles. If you do have like uh, uh, autistic traits, Mm. or you know, you have autism, I imagine that that comes as part of it. Most autistic people that I know, they do think like that. They do think out the box, and yeah. So I could imagine, to be fair, they probably are scoring quite high on IQ tests. Yeah, I think it. De- I think it depends like where they are on the spectrum. On the spectrum, yeah. Because what there's obviously different autism they've got. Exactly, because yeah. there's like Aspergers and and you know yeah. there's different things like that. So I think I mean, Chapman it- was obviously a high functioning. Oh yes. God, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I sort of painted myself into a corner of speech there. A high-functioning autistic, I was going to say. <laughs> a high-functioning autistic person, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then I also noted down that he was, he was quite well-liked when he was older, but at school he was bullied, yeah. um, which led to him sort of skipping class from about the age of 14 um and then into uh using drugs so and i was quite surprised at the drugs he'd actually used so when they said using drugs i thought like is it might like just weed or yeah but like actually went down the route of heroin and lsd and lsd is a great great drug to take if you suffer from mental illness yeah i think he had a real great drug to take any time no 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 (laughs) obviously but it's just gonna like height and what he's already sort of he's already making up stuff in his head before he's even taken Alistair yeah. which yeah. It's, and that's going exacer- to yeah. exacerbate it isn't it you that's know. it exactly he's already having that natural trip he's imagining people in the walls he most certainly doesn't need Alistair <laughs> yeah. well, they, they are now they do now treat a lot of mental illnesses with um, magic mushrooms yeah, yeah I've heard something. that yeah. yeah mushrooms uh, mm. and uh, ketamine and um, ecstasy Wow. Oh, I didn't know about yeah, exercise. Like, uh, makes sense. Um, wow. All that kind of thing. Depression. But microdosing mushrooms. It's not like they're giving a free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Yeah. to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that TV series, isn't it? The one with Nicole Kidman. Which Nine one? Strangers. Eleven oh, Strangers. Something oh, Strangers. Yeah. I've not watched that. that oh, it's on Prime. It, oh, it yeah. runs off into the woods. Uh, it's like a, well, I only watched half of it. I actually really enjoyed it, but I only watched half of it. Um, I needed to pick up on the rest of it. But they basically go to what they think is like a health retreat, and they're all going for different reasons. So, like, some of them have, have gone for grief, and other ones have gone because they've got anger issues, and so on and so forth. And um, they're kind of microdosing them with oh. what I think is is like some sort of like mushroom type situation but it's like it's like a really um uh what's the word famous a really famous cast in it um okay. yeah to watch that it sounds good yeah i was it's like from the uh same it's, i don't know if it's writers or directors of um i'm i'm saying loads of things that i actually am not very good at talking <laughs> about because this is your area sarah more than mine uh no I'm, i don't know i can't remember the name i'll look programs. it up yeah. I'll look it up, don't worry. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. That's probably the easiest thing to do. But yeah, it's good anyway. Watch it. There we go. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, so that does make sense. But I didn't know about the... Uh, I thought kept makes sense, <clears throat> to be fair. Yeah. But I wouldn't have thought the other one would have. But yeah. Um, yeah, and then he kind of, as, as he sort of carried on through his teenage years, he became very much into the Beatles and particularly idolised John Lennon. Yeah, I mean, before all that, though, he got particularly into masturbating. <laughs> I didn't, Up to I seven didn't times a day. What? What? Yes. No. Yes. Wow. I hope he was using some kind of... Cream. Lubricant, yeah. Oh otherwise, it would That's have a lot of chafing. Piece of chorizo That's... by the end of the week. <laughs> Paul, mm. I had chorizo for tea. Oh shit! For you, fuck's you sake! Never will again. Oh my god! Every time I'm going to see a chorizo now, I'm going to think it's Mark <laughs> David Chapman's penis. Yeah. Oh no! Great. I didn't read that anywhere. That. That's really concerning. Yeah, but that's Seven again that just goes to show again his, his obsessive nature. Yeah, very true. 
You know, you know, it doesn't like masturbating though. Jesus. Ah. Because he also found him, didn't he? <laughs> oh, he did. Didn't he, <laughs> he became uh, an evangelical Christian um, at the age of 16. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's young. I mean, I know it's an impressionable, impressionable age. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a... He well, did do, a, a he, lot of teenagers would get into religion, I guess, because, like, you know when you're a teenager, yeah. you're trying to sort of find what you're into, sort of your... Your yeah, shit, and he did do really well, didn't he? Because he got a job at like the YMCA and was like yeah. helping was, young kids. He and... got jobs usually by being a mental bastard. Like he was, <laughs> he was hospitalised, and for some reason ended up working there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, oh, no. yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, he also um, he also um, was a counsellor for Vietnamese refugees as well, oh, um, and that was at um, Fort Chaffee in uh, well, Arkansas. That plays a part later on too. It does indeed. <laughs> oh, it does indeed. Um, but so does the John Lennon thing, though, doesn't it? Because there's like world speculation about his, you know, about Gloria, his wife, who is equally baffling to me, to be quite honest. What, what's that? Sir? He's Mark David Chapman's wife. Yeah. Gloria. Oh, she's still she, with him now. She, I know. Yeah. That's what, because she's like, yeah, I'll wait for him because. Yeah, they're still together now. They're allowed a conjugal visit once a year. Once a once year? year. Once a year, yeah. Shit. That's all right, because he's masturbating seven times a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He ain't got enough energy left by the time it comes to the conjugal visit. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Gross. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you, love. Like, she reaches seven. down and slides. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, have you been, uh, have you been yeah. masturbating again? Why does it look like a chorizo, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. oh, dear. oh that's Chirizzo's not talking. is <laughs> fucking ruined, man. It's ruined. Never mind. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? 1977, he moved to Oahu, which is Hawaii. Is that the big island? I think it is, isn't it? I just always wanted to say, is that the big island? I think it is because there isn't there like three. I think there's two or three, isn't yeah, there? Islands there is. and lots of little ones. Yeah, and there's lots of little. Yeah, yeah. I just can't imagine Mark David Chapman in Hawaii. I can't imagine no. anyone in Hawaii when I, when anybody mentions Hawaii. Do you know who I think of? I think of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog, yeah, and he ain't even from there. <laughs> and he ain't even from there. He just lives there, and I, I just from think Detroit that... or something. He just lives there, but for some just... reason, every now and then, adopts a Hawaiian accent just out of nowhere. <laughs> I just every time I think of Hawaii, I just think Doug Chapman's from Hawaii. Everybody must look like him. I don't know why. God forbid. Mm. Oh, I used to love Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's great. I used to love it, but not because it was good, but because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is this is where he became uh, very, very depressed. Um, and obsessed and he, with the library. Yes. Uh, he also attempted suicide as well. Yeah. Uh, using a hose from his car exhaust, but the um, the car exhaust actually melted the hose. Um, so it was a, a bit of a botched attempt, um, but it did land him in the uh, the psychiatric facility. Yeah. Um, but he got he better. He got a job. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he got better and yeah. got a job there, um, just as a as a housekeeper. So yeah. I'm assuming he was like maintenance he, guy, he was very cleaner. Popular. People yeah. loved him. Yeah, this like the way they talked about him at that facility was like. It reminded me of Ed Kemper. Yeah. Like how that like how like the law enforcement talked about him when they would meet him in the bar and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously there were when a few uh coincidences with him and Kemper. I can't remember exactly what they were now, but because I was listening to the last oh, podcast really? I left uh, series about Mark Davis. Oh Davis, yeah. And they were bringing it up. There's yeah, there's a few. I can't remember what they are. So I probably oh, wow. shouldn't have brought it up, but I hope here we are. <laughs> We're here now. It's fine. Um, but he did. He a lot of people, even after um, he was convicted, and people were talking about knowing him, they still spoke quite highly of him. Yeah. Like not even just people that like he'd worked with in the hospital, but like other people that no, like near him or you know, yeah. so on and so forth. They all said like 
they're really surprising what a nice guy he was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the the following year, 1978, you managed to go on a round the world trip as well. Yeah, he was not short of adventures. He, he was not. He went to all kinds of places, didn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even when he went to Hawaii, he went there with absolutely nothing. He just yeah. took a chance. He went, yeah, he was quite impulsive. Yeah. That yeah, wasn't very, like he just didn't think of anything of just spending all his money. Yeah, mm. that kind of impulsiveness is a sign of mental illness. Yeah. I think we should mention, before we go any further, he's, um, I'm not sure, I know it was like, um, when he was younger, so before he went to Hawaii, but his um, interest in Catcher in the Rock. Yeah. The did, he, did, he, book. did he like that book then? Apparently, <laughs> apparently he was kind of fond of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's when he, he got really into the library and he decided that he was going to read his way through every book in the library. This was what he was doing. So he would dress up in his work uniform go to the library and read all day. Wow. But 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 he would drink alcohol as well. I was going to say, he started drinking alcohol around this time as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. He would buy two cans of Budweiser every morning on his way to work. Oh. That kept popping up. What, what a life. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. Two cans of beer, go to the library and just read all day. Just I mean, read all day. If you're, if you're like getting up in the morning, putting on a work uniform, of a job you're not going to, going to the off-licence, buying two beers and drinking them, you, you should have a look at your life. You was that, was that, after, was that after he quit? Yeah. So Because his so, wife still thought he was going to work. Yeah. So yeah. in so 1979, he married uh, Gloria, yeah. um, Gloria Abe, who was the travel agent who helped him book his round-the-world trip in, yeah. in the, the previous year. Um, Gloria wasn't a Christian um and she agreed to become you know uh convert and be baptized and and all that um and in her interview she said that you know shortly after they got married things started to change mm-hmm. um he lost his job after a run in with a nurse supervisor he started drinking um became obsessed with catching the rye um and stuff like that um he became obsessed as well like obviously like we know he has um obsessions with things and stuff but with buying expensive contemporary art yes, yeah that like, was a bought, weird one. weird yeah, thing like, completely weird he, he was and money, but never did what was that he intended to flip them that was his plan he was gonna yes. buy and sell art yes but yeah uh, he was so bad at it that all he ended up doing was buying art. Buying art? Like, just randomly, just, yeah, I'll have a Norman Rockwell painting, please. Like, yeah. what? Like, Weird. yeah, insane. And as well, on the, um, on his signing, the signing and out sheet of his job, he signed it John Lennon, didn't he? Yeah. And crossed it out. Yeah. That was weird. And the guy apparently. also did that um, in the hotel he signed out. Yeah. From the hotel as uh, John Lennon. As yeah. Well, and he went to kill him. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And he ch- he apparently put a piece of paper over his name tag as well with John Lennon and, like, yeah. taped it over his over his name tag as well. Yeah, he was really weird. bizarre. He did, that, he did that a lot with Holden Caulfield too. Like He, he, he did, yeah. He signed yeah. a copy of Catcher in the Riot from Holden Caulfield to Holden Caulfield. To, yeah. Yeah, he said there was he, there was a line in between. Some this is my statement that because that was the book that he had on him, wasn't it? Um, because well, the whole he was, thing was over Catcher in the Rye. The whole thing was. The oh book. yeah, it was. Yeah. Or that yeah, was the catalyst, I, anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was that was the motivation that he needed to. Yeah. yeah do you know? Do the do the act as it were. Um, yeah, he thought um, he thought Lennon was like scamming people, which yeah. I thought was a really in- weird, interesting thing. So like, he hated the song "Imagine" because he thought it was like really hypocritical that John Lennon was encouraging people to have like possessions and you stuff could like that. Possessions to not have possessions. Yeah, sorry to to not have possessions, and then you know. Well, his lifestyle was so lavish, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, because yeah. people was, were buying his music. He was, you know, very, yeah, very John rich. John Lennon was unfathomably rich. Yeah. Like he yeah. was worth £140 million when he died. 
And that was 1980. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, he was worth an unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. You can only imagine crazy. what Paul McCartney's worth now. Ugh. Oh, God, I don't like Paul McCartney. No, no, mate. Right. He's doing Glastonbury. He needs to give up now, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I remember seeing him years ago at the Brit Awards when he won the one that's like the Lifetime, whatever it is, the big oh, one yeah. at the yeah. end. Yeah. And that was years ago. Like, yeah. And I was watching it and I was like, dude, it was like watching a mummy sing, listening to a mummy sing. And I was like, you need to just give up. And now he's doing Glastow and I'm like, it's Ugh. 10 years on and you're still yeah. not. It's that po- Phil Collins. He sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, have you seen him though? Voice. Have you seen him lately? Devastating, yeah. <sighs> he's got spinal cord injury. I could, honestly, I saw a photo of him, I think it was last week, and I was like, I was horrified. Yeah, I couldn't believe it was him. Yeah, it was shocking. It looks like he's on his last legs, to be quite honest. Yeah, well, he's, but, got, he's got a spinal cord injury. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Jesus. But anyway, yeah. Mark David Chapman didn't kill him. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> he was fixated on killing someone, though. Yeah, and it well, was. That's the thing. I think he always would have killed someone. He was always. Gonna yeah, kill he would. Yeah, and he said, didn't he, um, that um, he obsessed with other celebrities as well, yeah. didn't well, he? His favorite artist. I cannot remember the guy's name. I'd never heard of him. It's going to frustrate because he he travelled to to New York in October, didn't he? Yeah, but he backed out. Um, but then he got when he got home, he told his wife that he was going to kill him. Yeah, which I thought was super weird. Well, yeah, so in nineteen eighty, he went, he went to kill, he went to with the intention to kill him to kill yeah. Lennon in New York, and that he bought a gun previously, but no ammunition, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And yep. then he checked. I think he was standing at the Waldorf, and yes, in New York, mm-hmm. you can't just buy, you can't just go into a shop mm-hmm. and buy ammunition. Like it's one of the places in America that you can't do that. Um, so he went to Atlanta. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> to meet his friend who happened to be a deputy sheriff who just went, yeah, here's some yeah. No, No questions, no questions. Yeah. Here's some ammunition. Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't think he was crazy. Like, if this was America and we had guns, I would definitely have guns. And, like, a friend said, oh, have you got any ammunition? I'm out of ammunition. I'd yeah, I suppose. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah you would, I mean, yeah. You wouldn't think you'd going to shoot someone. Very true, yeah. I suppose true. we just see it differently because... <laughs> You can't easily. English, yeah, yeah can't exactly. Yeah. That's not our way, is it? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No prior convictions as well. Yeah. No. Never been in. I think he. I think he was arrested and spent the night in jail when he was very young for whatever reason. Um, but no prior convictions to before no. before which, shooting Lennon. Very very odd. But then again, yeah. mental illness like. One thing that did really annoy me, not the fact that he'd shot and killed someone, but this also really annoyed me, that in some of his interviews, particularly the one with, um, oh, I can't think of the American talk show guy, um, but he talks about himself retrospectively in the third person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my! I can't stand. I can't stand any. The only person that can talk about themselves in the third person is Elmo from Sesame Street. (laughs) That's the only person that can do that. That's that God complex thing again. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of feels like he relishes the attention as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. Yeah. Like his interviews after it are just. He's very sort of. Yeah, I did it. Well, this that's is... it, yeah, because he's he says, and he like uh, people are saying like I done it be- because of um I I'm pretending to be Holden Caulfield, or yeah. because I really he's <clears throat> like no, I I take full responsibility. I yeah. killed him. Yeah, which kind of when you're watching it, you sort of like oh, okay, well you know at least you're admitting it and at least you're taking ownership, but then at the same time you're mm. you're also doing that because you want notoriety for it. Yeah, yeah and that makes sense. When we know that he didn't leave the scene, he yes. just no, he just stood there. He just he stood just, there. Yeah. Although a uh, a lot of that was shock, apparently. Like yeah, he was saying because he thought like when he killed Lennon, he thought 
that he would melt into the pages of Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. He like thought he would become part of the book mm. and become Holden Caulfield. And when it didn't happen, it was kind of like a bit of a shock to him. It was and a wake he, up. And he also, yeah, he also thought that he would just drop down when he shot him. But yeah. he didn't. He shot him like four times and John Lennon ran. Yeah. Straight through a plate glass door, by the way. Yeah. Plate glass door, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because he fired he fired five shots and four hit him. Four hit him? That's remarkable. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Crazy. You hear about all these shootings, like all school shootings and everything like that. Actually, the yeah. amount of bullets they fire and the amount of people they hit is actually... Luckily, disproportionate, <clears throat> massively disproportionate. Yeah. But then again, he was very close. Yeah, he was very close to him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's get on to uh, the actual event. So this is December eighth, nineteen eighty. Um, Mark David Chapman had bought a copy of Catcher in the Rye, and this is where he's written to help to Holden Caulfield. This is my statement from Holden Caulfield. Yeah, he wasn't planning on speaking to the police at all. Yeah, so th- he, yeah, he was basically using that book as his um, explanation like, yeah, for the whole his manifesto. Basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and he goes to the entrance of the Dakota, which is the apartment building where uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono lived. Yeah. Um, he apparently spoke to the doorman and he spoke to some fans outside as well. Yeah, and a photographer. And a like, photographer. An unofficial yeah. John Lennon photographer because he would just follow him around and harass him. Every yeah, day. yeah, uh, exactly. And he missed him the first time, didn't he? Because he, I think he went into the building around five or something, and yeah. then he was distracted by whatever or whoever. He bottled it the first time, didn't he? Because he got his yeah. Because of that famous photograph. Yes. Which is yes eerie. because he got into. Oh God, I I didn't know about that. And yeah, I, I saw the photo and I was like, oh, shit. So basically, uh, it's the same day, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's the day before, isn't it? No, it is the same. No, is it is the, the day before, yeah. It's yeah. the day before, because isn't it? He saw, he saw him that time and he just got his autograph like a fan. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he stops him in the street and he gets him to sign a copy of... Um, I can't think of the album. Yeah, I can't think either. Double fantasy. fantasy. Double fantasy. That's Double it. Fantasy, that's yeah. it. And yeah, he gets his autograph, and a photographer manages to get a photo of John Lennon signing Mark David Chapman's um, Double Fantasy album, Crazy. which is the only the only creepy. words that passed between them because Mark David Chapman didn't say a word. Yeah, he just held out the uh, mm. the record or whatever, and uh, John Lennon took it, signed um, John Lennon. What was it? I can't remember what he put. What was the month? It was like a month. uh, December. December December. 1980. That's literally what he wrote. Handed it back, looked at him and said, is that all? Is that all? Yeah. 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 Yeah, creepy. Is that that the encounter where he shook their little boy's hand as well? Oh, don't know. I'm sure it's the first one. Have they just got had, Lennon, Lennon just got out of a car? Yes, that's right. He yeah, did do so yeah. he, he yeah, shook the little yeah. boy's hand and then Yoko walked past it was, them as it, well. Yes, it was Sean Lennon. The boy? Yeah, it was Sean Lennon. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sean, because he introduced him to him. Like, it was like yeah. a, a weird that's thing. fucked up. Yeah. And Sean Lennon was the, the son that uh, Yoko yeah, yeah, yeah. actually paid attention to. Yeah. You know, wasn't abusive to. <laughs> you got to get that in there, haven't you, Paul? You got to yeah. get it in. And yeah. I mean, John Lennon wasn't the only famous person that was milling about this. Oh no, not there. Apartment famous, block. Famous, so famous people. Other famous people <laughs> included Paul Simon, yeah. Mia Farrow, and Lauren Bacall. Paul Simon oh, wow. is arguably many times more talented than John Lennon. There, I, I would agree. That. I would, yeah, I agree. I would hard agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'll also just quickly. There's a weird coincidence. Mm. Weird, like I know what you're going to say because I've got it on my list to say. Okay, so the Dakota was the setting for Rosemary's Baby, right? Okay, wasn't that? (laughs) So the Dakota (laughs) building was the setting for Rosemary's Baby, the film, which was directed by Roman Polanski, right? Uh Um, Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate, who was killed by the Manson family, who were inspired by. Helter Skelter, the Beatles. Uh, That's a bit of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of thing, that isn't it? Like weird. That's serial killer six degrees, that is. Yeah. Amazing. 
No, what I was going to say was, I mean, you probably you've probably come across this in your um, research, as did I. Um, but the uh, music artist James Taylor, um, he lived in um, the next apartment block uh, down from the Dakota. The evening of December eighth, he was in his apartment with the window open on the phone to a friend. And in the middle of the conversation, he hears five shots ring out and he's like, I think the cops have like shot somebody. Like I've, I've just heard a load of, like a load of shots. I think the cops are, you know, and he gets off the phone and then a few hours later, um, the friend calls him back and says, you heard John Lennon get shot. Crazy, yeah, that? but also James Taylor, um, he actually bumped into him the day before, oh, as in Mark wow. David Chapman. Yeah. So he was coming out of the subway, apparently, um, and he was walking to his apartment and Mark David Chapman um, was basically, I think he'd come out of the subway as well um, and he was just sort of like walking alongside him and he was just, chuntering away to himself like babbling just like saying he was going to meet this person and meet that person and like reading off all these famous names and like he said that um mark david chapman was he was agitated he was sweating his eyes were dilated he was babbling and he couldn't stop talking and apparently he pushed him up against a wall and james taylor apparently got away from him and and yeah and then later that evening, he, uh, sorry, the next day, that's when he hears the shots. Wow. I mean, yeah. He was in no immediate danger, was he? Obviously. No, but that's fucking weird, isn't it? Like he's bumped to him the, into him the day before. And then the next day, he hears the shots that, that killed David Chat, uh, that, that killed Lennon. Yeah. Weird. That is mad. Weird. Because, uh, John Lennon was obsessed with being assassinated. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he's going was, about it all the time. He's yeah. had premonitions about being assassinated. He thought the government were after him, though, he thought didn't the government, he? Yeah, oh, so he thought he was going to be assassinated by the government. Or... Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was obsessed with it, yeah, but yeah. refused any kind of protection. Mm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, weird. It is weird, yeah. He was a weird guy. Yeah, he was. So, yeah. Later, later that night of December eighth, about ten fifty p.m., he's yeah walking back to back to the Dakota. So he leaves early. They leave earlier in the day, don't they? Um, and they come back. Um, and yeah, Mark David Chapman is is laying in wait. Fires five shots and and four hit Lennon. Yeah. So Chapman's in a state of shock. Um, the doorman apparently. Uh, grabbed his hand and shook the gun out of his hand yeah. and 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 asked him what have you done and he says I've shot John Lennon yeah. literally that's what he says but it's which a is gun as well it's like it's 38 revolver weren't yeah, it a, I can't remember what the make of it is but oh like, I can't remember I just wrote 38 revolver they're just super cheap yeah like common pistols yeah uh yeah so the police arrive and and he's arrested without incident and, yeah, and he kept apologizing didn't he yeah. Kept yeah, that's it. for all the trouble it caused. Yeah, what? <laughs> I mean, right, that's more than trouble, mate. <laughs> I know. Maybe just so Yeah, do forgive me. Yeah, uh, he he went under two hundred hours of mental health assessments by mm. multiple um, psychiatrists. So there was some from the prosecution, there was some for the defence, and then there was some that were independent, so un- unbiased. Yeah. Uh, no 200 hours no but they all agreed that he was psychotic and delusional yes but competent to stand trial but competent I mean, to stand I could, trial I could, yeah i could have said that and i'm not a psychiatrist yeah yeah because he pleaded guilty because he said he was told by god to do it yeah yeah that was very yeah. david berkowitz yeah. Yeah. Very David Berkowitz. I mean, in yeah. this case, it was a dog, to be fair. But... Yeah, he's like this dog, were not he? Yeah, <laughs> Um Yeah, they they think that because his um, psychosis 
uh, wasn't treated when he was younger, that has it's just exacerbated over time, and yeah. and and this is how it's developed basically. So because it's gone untreated for so long, that's why they think he was he that caused his current mental state basically, yeah. which yeah. is you know you can see it, can't you? Obviously, psychotropic drugs would not help that. Yeah, LSD is not going to help that. Definitely not going to help that. Yeah, so I think the majority of them just diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. I think yeah. most of the, I think it was the prosecution that um, that's how they diagnosed him. And and in he said that um, he was overwhelmed when he met John Lennon and he got the autograph on the, the album. Um, oh, that's recently sold, that. Has it? Yeah. I can't How much did it go before. for? I can't remember, but I imagine it'd be a lot. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that will be his last. Lennon's, it will be his last autograph, won't it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Lennon's autograph, his last autograph, and also like um, true crime memorabilia. Like it's. Gonna yeah, be I'm, su- I'm surprised the Museum of Death ain't got that. To be honest, they got everything else. Mm. Yeah, Chapman also said that he was too sensitive throughout his life. And he let his aggression build up and he didn't feel respected and um, he thought nobody cared about him or loved him. Yeah. And he thought the cons- he, he thought wealth, there was a conspiracy of, of, of wealthy people that basically ruled the world. <laughs> yeah. He was just, he was really, really like mentally ill, like mentally unwell yeah. and just wasn't, didn't seek any treatment for it. Like, but many times, kind of, thought he was going to so he mm. knew that he was struggling but he just never never um sort of went down the route of actually seeking help mm. you know and then also a boy's so like i think his previous girlfriend before his wife told him to seek help then his wife yeah. did and he just in he accepted that he needed help just never went down that route yeah. topped with the fact that he had uh his, his father was abusive mm. he's he was bullied he done several different kinds of drugs psychotropic and, drugs yeah yeah and then and also drank so yeah. he just he was quite obviously mentally unwell and just everything mm. that he every yeah. every route he decided to go down just added to that descent yeah, yeah just exa- exasperated yeah. condition like um it sold for 1.5 million i would have thought it'd be more to be honest 1.5 million yeah. though jesus yeah. for an it's autograph lot, but i for some reason i thought it would be more i suppose though if you knew like a comparison of like a famous maybe dush dead artist's album that yeah. sold and sort of go well special circumstances though yeah no, it's yeah it is quite unique art. isn't it yeah it's, yeah it's it's signed for the murderer that killed him literally mm. seconds or the day after he signed it so. yeah I'm mad that someone would pay that much for for that. Look, like, I would only, um, not that I have that much money, but if I did, in a nice world <laughs> where I had that much money, I would only buy something for that much if I could use it. It's not yeah. like anyone's going to be listening to that album. That's not I mean, what you paid that money for. Yeah. It's the same thing as art and stuff. And it, that's why I'm rubbish with that kind of thing. So I'm like, well, yeah. just, just hang. So I'd rather buy a I'm cheaper, saying, prettier yeah. painting. Yeah. Uh, so Chapman is sentenced to 20 years to life um, and he has been denied parole more than 10 times yeah. almost solely because of Yoko yes, yes. yeah. She which I can she, she absolutely does yeah and he is really trying to get out now yeah. I think he's yeah. he, he's like I'm totally reformed like I and understand what I did gotten out after far less time for killing people it's very true Especially in this country. It's very true. Yeah. But yeah, and like his wife, Gloria, like she, the way she talks about and the way she decided, she she read something in the Bible or something about, oh, I know what it was. She looked up divorce in the Bible. Um, and it was something like she's looking in the wrong book. Well, because they're <laughs> they're all bloody Christians, aren't they? And apparently he told her. Or something. He made reference to um, look in the book or something, and she looked up divorce in the Bible, and it said some literally something like Jesus hates divorce. Oh God! <laughs> so and that, and that literally church? that literally changed her mind, and she was like, 
I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to wait forever for him. That's Jesus insane, though, the divorce. fact that she wasn't religious before. She turned to religion because of him and, and yeah. went down that route because of him. Mm. You think then at that point, like, you'd kind of be like, was that my choice or was that his choice? And therefore, yeah. like, screw you. I don't care what it says. Like, exactly. Not a book that I and we haven't, we haven't made the correlation yet as well that Gloria is also Japanese-American. Yes. Coincidentally, yes. though, not it wasn't intentional. No, because but... there are like Hawaii has the largest population of Japanese people outside of Japan in the world. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, so that. there's a lot of Japanese people in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. Oh. See, there's not just true crime facts here, fans. <laughs> yeah, you get Japan facts too. <laughs> Next week, the origins of Fuji. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. There's always some there's always something on an episode, isn't there? That's just like somebody pulls something out of the bag. Yeah. So yeah, um that was the assassination of John Lennon by Mark David Chapman. That kind of sounded like the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know what that word is, but yeah, definitely. Did you um did you all look at the different conspiracy theories behind him as yeah. well? The MK Ultra. No, oh, I love all that. No, God. I couldn't. Some of them, though. Like, I, MK Ultra, did you just say? Yeah, that? that's a big one. Oh, God. Yeah. I got time for conspiracy theories. I know, yeah, but MK Ultra is not a conspiracy, it's a fact. No, right? I know that, but. Yeah. Just I mean, generally. John Lennon was probably not a part of it. No. <laughs> like, Mark Chapman was probably not a part of it. I noted a few though, just because they are ridiculous. Because most conspiracy theories are, to be fair. Yeah. Um, a hell of a lot. So of he was a CIA hitman slash a zombie. Brilliant. By the CIA. I buy that one. Totally buy that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon is alive and living in Mexico. Of course he is. There's always that one. Yeah. Where's he living with Tupac and Coca Bang? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, there as well. Yeah. Uh, our favourite, a satanic sacrifice, obviously, because, yeah. you know. Big up the everything. satanic cult and devil exactly. worshippers. Um, everywhere. <laughs> that Stephen King actually killed Lennon. What? I've not heard that one. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. What? I mean, Stephen King did black out a lot in the 80s, though, so. Yeah, I mean, he had an alcoholism problem. Like he was drinking, he was drinking aftershave to the because he yeah. had an alcohol. Yeah, yeah. like content through his eyeballs yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I he can't remember writing <laughs> half his books. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Tommy Knockers. The fuck is that? <laughs> and we're all yeah, we think the same thing, Stephen. What the fuck was that? Well, I actually like Tommy Knockers. I've not read I, the Tommy Knockers. To be that's good. I like it. No. I did look. I did sort of look into why what Stephen King had to do with anything, but I have I have forgotten since I've done my research. But obviously, people can go off and do their own. But that was quite interesting. Very. Yeah. Yeah, I might look into that. Well, I love. Yeah, I'm me. Big Stephen King fan. Me too. Yeah, really, really strange. Uh, Chapman controlled by dark aliens, not just any aliens. Dark aliens. Dark aliens. Dark aliens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the reason. Sure. It's dark aliens. Dark <laughs> okay. aliens. Love and it. And radio waves told him to kill Lennon. Oh, for fuck's sake. Brilliant. Well, they've been sent to him by his little people. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm surprised that's not one. didn't mention, um, when he left his hotel room to go kill uh, Lennon, he left a shrine to himself in the <gasps> hotel room. No, I didn't know this. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. So he left a little shrine set up, which included his passport, um, a picture of himself working with Vietnamese refugees and a letter to one of his supervisors at YMCA. <laughs> what, what a weird mixture. What the fuck? Yeah. See, like, when I watched him in interviews and stuff, like, there was a part of me that was kind of like, oh, like, you've admitted it. I'm such, I'm, I'm so weird when it comes to murder, though. It's like my whole thing <laughs> with Jeffrey Day. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, what? I don't think he meant to do it. And, uh, <laughs> I kind of like felt a little bit yeah, sorry all for 17 it. times. Just an accident. Just an accident. Yeah, there's something seriously wrong with me, but we know this. Um, 
I mean, you're on a true crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I was kind of like, you know, he's he's there and he's literally saying like, no, like I done it. I'm not blaming anyone else. I done it. And then you hear things like, I left myself a shrine and referring to himself as the third person (laughs) and all this crap. And you're sort of like, no, do you know what? You are just actually like really full of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I can't have it. The shrine makes me think that he thought he was going to die. Uh, well, no, I don't think he thought he was going to die, but he knew he was going to be arrested. Like, he, he knew he was going to wait around to be arrested. So he, he, he had no That's plans to go back. fucking weird, though. Well, he's weird. <laughs> yeah. He's weird. He's just a very troubled person. Very troubled. i tell you who else is very yeah. troubled. Yoko. <laughs> I mean, do, you, do you want to you throw seen... your opinion in here? Paul? <laughs> I'm gonna Come on, let's you, let's uh, get into it, Paul. Have you, Tell have us you all seen... about how you feel about John Lennon. She took the day he was murdered. No. Of his glasses. Yes, mm-hmm. I have seen them, yes. Man, that's weird. It's weird. What, what did she do? There's weird. a series of photographs that Yoko took the same day yeah. after he was killed of John Lennon's broken glasses with blood on them. Yeah. I'll I've seen those, yeah. It yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's mm. fucked up. Like, why? I don't understand, like, why you would do that. And I get that he was an icon and an inspiration and an idol to a lot of people, but your husband's just been murdered. What are you doing? But she, she is one on her own, though, isn't she? she, like, she is, yeah. Her brain doesn't work the same as everyone else's. Well, none she's... of them liked her, did they? They no, didn't they really didn't, like no. her. I'm going to send this to the yeah. group chat now. So these pictures she took, she took on the windowsill of their apartment in yeah. the Dakota the day he was murdered or the next day. So yeah. she actually took the glasses away from me and put them on the windowsill and took photos? Yeah. Yeah, because he was wearing them, yeah. That's well, why they've got she... blood on and they're one, I think one of the lenses is broken, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In all honesty, like, I really, I don't know that much about her. I, I don't really like the Beatles. So I don't really know that I much about either. Lennon or the the main stuff. But like, isn't she an artist or something? Do you reckon it yeah. was just a weird yeah, she was, yeah. thing? Like, Probably. Have you seen the weird, really embarrassing live performance that John Lennon did with Chuck Berry, where she's in the background, and she starts wailing like yes. a weirdo, and the look on Chuck Berry's face is fucking <laughs> priceless. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck is happening behind me? Oh, God, no. I've seen that. absolutely crazy. I've seen that, yeah. I mean, Chuck Berry ain't fucking innocent either, is he, really? Well, no. Chuck Berry was basically a psychopath. He was a fucking paedophile? Yeah, but that's another thing we can get into on another one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we do a series of famous people. Oh, maybe we should. Yeah, that's the thing that I always find interesting about these as well. Like every every week in the way we like title our uh, episodes and stuff, it's always very interesting whether it's named after the, the, the victim, victim or, or the, the perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this one, to be fair, like I was, you know, I was like Mark David Chapman. Like that's what I put forward, yeah. and that's what I looked for. But when I was looking for research, it was all like John Lennon murder john lennon this yeah. it was all yeah. focused on him it's very it's very yeah. interesting how like what kind of sways it yeah like what sways it to be more about the victim or what sways i guess it, to it comes more down about to your the... interest really because as like you mm. i've got no interest in the beatles whatsoever yeah so, but i have in murder so to me <laughs> the murder guy was the one that I'm focused yeah on. yeah john lennon's almost incidental it's only because yeah like it's an interesting case because he was so easily got that's like, yeah yeah, like you oh, said, like it that easy nowadays. No, but I like it depend on who it was, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Because Lennon liked New York, didn't he? Because he wasn't um, as hounded there. Yeah, like, New Yorkers because... don't give a fuck. Exactly, yeah. and he quite liked that though. Whereas, and maybe like if he didn't, if he wasn't signed in New York, if he was living somewhere else, mm. maybe it wouldn't have happened because yeah. he would have had a lot more people around him, whereas in New it's York true. he was just free to do what he yeah. wanted. I don't think that would have stopped Chapman, though. No, me. I think he would have followed him wherever yeah. he was. He was going to kill him regardless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just mean maybe like the attempt wouldn't have been as successful just because there could yeah. have been more, yeah. more fans, more... Him, yeah, more... Uh, there would have been a, pres- a more presence. Even if the cops were like just trying to control the fans or whatever and, and you know, not trying to 
protect Lennon necessarily. Yeah. Like, they would still be there for just sort of, like, crowd control. Yeah. yeah. And, not, yeah, not you never know. Yeah. Not in 1980, apparently. No, I suppose not, no. Mm. Well, he refused, as we said, he refused protection. Yeah. Well, exactly. He decided to live it somewhere where people left him alone and then he refused protection and so on and so forth. And there mm. is an element of, like, if you know who you are and what you're worth, you've yeah. got to understand that not everyone <clears throat> is going to be, even if they're a fan, they can be a psychotic fan or you're yeah, going to have enemies. Exactly. So you do very, need to be more careful. Very similar to um, Andrew Kananen and uh, Versace. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah. I've just thought about that. Yeah, I love that case. Because he got he again, he got shot on his doorstep, didn't he? Yeah, he came yeah. out of his um That's actually all I know about that case. Have you not seen oh. the show? No, oh I don't really like that the, sort of thing. The show isn't unless it's real. It's okay. It's a bit sort of um tabloidy and a bit sensationalised. The mm. book is meant to be a lot better. Um but him as as um Andrew Kanan and uh, the guy who shot him. Oh my god! Yeah. What a fucking psychopath! Yeah, what a psychopath! And so I didn't know was... anything about him before I watched that show. And yeah, he was not right. Same thing though; he was very obsessed, obsessed with himself, obsessed like, with himself. How, yeah, like and, his and image could, and his yeah. ego and everything like that. Yeah, he felt like he was betrayed by Versace. Yeah. Like Versace owed, like anyone yeah. owes anyone anything anyway. But, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, good old oh, Ricky, really like good old Ricky Martin's in it as well. I know that was a <laughs> little cameo, and I was like, I thought he was a rock. I mean, to be fair, he did just play a flamboyant gay person, and he is a flamboyant gay person. Yeah, so um, he played Not it to be very well. Cast or anything. <laughs> yeah, but he played it very well. But I, I quite liked the show, and it was very extra. I liked it. it was but very the extra. case itself, I, I really liked. But I also yeah. like um, the history behind like Versace and stuff. Anyway, like. Yeah. Designers tend to be way more my bag than the Beatles. The Beatles, I'm, I'm just yeah. not into. <laughs> I, don't like I love it that we're all in agreement <laughs> that we that we think we them. think the Beatles are overrated and we don't yeah. like them. I don't. Which is like rare, the though. Isn't I only like the very early stuff. So hard days, well, hard days, night. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. All that early stuff. Anything before Revolver. Anything before Revolver. I've got no interest. Anything after that. To me at all. I don't know what before. <laughs> I don't mind the the more psychedelic stuff. So I like like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds oh, and yeah, like yeah. Eggman and stuff like that. Like I I do prefer the more trippy stuff, but I would not be bothered if I never ha- never listened to a Beatles song yeah. for the rest of my they're, life. They're ever. not really my cup of tea. My mum loves the Beatles. I grew up with the Beatles. Yeah, that, I think that's that's about it. Unless we've got anything else, any true crime news? I mean, maybe we have because we did already end it once and then we did i mean i can i mean i can edit it and <laughs> ch- swap things around do some nah, clever editing fuck it. people listen to us for our it. shit ways and our terrible sparkling personalities it is absolutely they love how we just skip backwards and forwards in the story the whole it's, time i know yeah it, it is not it's not a crimes like this episode if you don't have whiplash at the end of it, at the end of it. Yeah, basically there's no yeah. linear storytelling here uh, no, I haven't seen anything interesting in the true crime news recently. Um, I did just find um, uh, a true crime story from today, actually. Um, and I've not heard of this guy. I don't know if you guys have. Um, infamous Chowchilla kidnapper who buried 26 children alive is recommended for parole. I what. No, I haven't uh, heard that. And <laughs> what? Is a picture. Um, okay, so let me just read this. Uh, so uh, his name is Frederick Newell Woods. Criminal mastermind convicted of abducting 26 school children and burying them alive in one of the most infamous crimes in American history may soon walk free. The the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation approved Frederick Newell Woods, 70, uh, for parole after a a suitability hearing on March 25th, according to his inmate record. Records revealed that Woods' first parole hearing took place on 15th of July 1982 and that the panel had rejected his request 17 times before granting him parole on Friday. Oh thing is, of course his behaviour is going to be good in prison. There's no kids in there to kill. What the fuck? 
Okay, so the uh, what does it say? So on July 15th, bus driver Ed Ray was returning from the local fairgrounds in the city of Chachilla, uh, located approximately 150 miles southeast of San Francisco. Local records detailing the crime reveal that the 26 children aboard the bus had been celebrating the last day of summer school. Oh, the God, group's yeah. hellish ordeal began when Ray stopped the bus after encountering a van in the middle of the road. A man with a gun then approached Ray while two others boarded the bus and ordered the children off and into the van and another the vehicle the bus was abandoned and the vehicles carrying the children and ray were driven around for hours before arriving at a gravel quarry some hundred miles away public records state that the children and ray who was 55 at the time were then ordered to travel down a shaft into a tractor trailer where they were entombed by woods and his two accomplices why at the, at the same time, a massive search and rescue got underway with many parents fearing the worst after local police located the abandoned bus. Back at the quarry, the sweltering heat proved unbearable for the group, prompting Ray to devise an escape plan. He enlisted seven boys on board to help him stack the mattresses left by the kidnappers, which eventually reached high enough for them to access a trapdoor on the trailer's roof. Soon after, one of the boys squeezed through and dug his way out of the grave. Oh, my God. The group had been trapped for 16 hours at that point. The boy ran and alerted a security guard at the quarry to the news um, that a busload of children had been buried alive. The children were freed and found to be in good condition after visiting a nearby rehabilitation centre. They then returned home to Chowchilla on July 17th, two days after their ordeal began. What the fuck? So we literally just... He he just just took them to... To just leave him in a hole yeah. and walk away. Like, yeah. For what reason? I was going to say, for what? Like, like obviously, uh, killing people does, is not right. This article, yeah, this article not... on law and crime does not detail the why. Oh, I hate you when they do that. That it's could be a future episode because, I mean, I know it's not a murder, but fucking hell, 26 yeah, kids. Yeah, that's mad. Fucking hell. And he's getting, and he's getting paroled. So he's going to be out. crazy. America had normally just been prison for people like... <laughs> Woods had planned to call police demanding five million ransom after leaving the quarry, but all lines were busy after word spread about the missing children. Well, he just couldn't be asked. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so he oh, shot, shot himself in the foot there, basically. He instead went to bed and awoke to learn that the children had escaped the bus. Oh, I've had a nice sleep. Luckily, these people What a prick. Bus. Apparently, so the three men, so Woods and his two accomplices, they were sentenced to life in prison, but successfully appealed the court's decision, reducing their punishment to eight years to life. Yeah. Apparently, they, when sentences get reduced. They struck, they struck a deal uh, with prosecutors that dropped all the robbery charges against them in exchange for their guilty pleas on the on the kidnapping counts. I love how the robbery was more important than the actual like, attempted yeah. murder of the I children. Mean, fucking hell. Absolutely. They would have insane. got longer for for being accused of robbery than for the actually yeah. attempted murder of the kids. Yeah. So that's, that's Basically, yeah. Oh, but it's money, isn't it? And it's government and I'm not going to yeah. continue talking because <laughs> I'm going to go down something that's probably going to get me assassinated and I'm going to be paranoid at Lennon. Well, the, problem, the problem with American prisons is that most of them are privatised. So mm. they actually... They get paid by the prisoner, so it's within their interest to keep them in. Yeah. Mm. Insane. As if he went to sleep. Just like, oh, I'm going to have a sleep now. <laughs> just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But, yeah, that's the one that caught, literally just caught my eye. It only posted two hours ago. Um, so, yeah, we're recording Wednesday the 30th, just for FYI, if you want to go on to... It's the 30th of March today, yes. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's a bit of true crime news for you. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe I've never heard of this. No? Now you have? Yeah, I'm going to look into it more, I think. <laughs> Whose turn is it next? Yours, I think. <gasps> is it mine? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just the, it's, yeah. This is the cannibal. Mm. Uh, to you, be fair, you, you, fresh is on your mind too much. <laughs> do you know what? I'm totally gonna blame. I'm totally gonna blame the movies. Mm-hmm. Blame no, the movies, movies don't create psychos. Movies just make psychos more creative. <laughs> Come on, SJ. What could you possibly mean? Where is that from? 
Never heard that before. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't added anything to my list for a while. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger and we're going to do... <laughs> We're going to do Catherine Knight. Do you know what I think weird? Earlier on today, I was trying to think whose turn it was, and I thought, oh, it's SJ's turn. And I thought, in the back of my mind, I thought, I bet she fucking chooses Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I don't want to disappoint you. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of become a legend on this podcast, Catherine Knight. We mention her all the time. Did you? Uh, so yeah, episode twenty-two is going to be Catherine at night. Lovely bit of cannibalism Ooh. for you. We love awesome. it here. Don't research this one while you're eating. Yes. Then maybe don't eat for a few days after. Yes, I highly recommend not eating while you are. Well, I mean, don't Google it. Just listen to what we've got to say about it on the next on the next episode. We'll do all the research, the grisly research for you. Um. But yeah, if when you do listen to that episode, don't 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 make sure you're not eating, and it's not early in the morning. Yeah, make sure you're actually nowhere near dinner time, like nowhere yeah. near it. Yeah, that will about do it for this episode. Um, always remember to delete your Google history. <laughs> <laughs>